Blog Talk Radio.
now, ladies and gentlemen, I have to say I really, really love that song. And I want to give you your flowers right now, too, audience. <laughs> hot dog, hot dog. <laughs> so, welcome to One Love, One Connection, One Us. And tonight we are going to talk about the divine love mate versus the soulmate. Or, you know, I, I could have put in Twin Flame as well because we're going to talk about that. And, and yes, there is, there's a difference between all three, um, but there just simply was not enough space for me to put that all in, in the title. Um, however, before we get started, um, we are going to get prayed in, and I think that we are going to do one round of the Anabakoa prayer, and we will be right back. We're back, and I am your host, uh, Arlene Cahet, and I am here with my beloved King Teasdale. Say hi, honey. Hello. 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 (laughs) And so we are going to be talking about the divine love mate versus the soul mate. So I, and mind you, I'm also going to be talking about the twin flame as well. And I want to, one of the reasons why I wanted to bring this up is because I think that just over the, you know, I just from even myself included, there was always this idea that was really um, perpetuated that, you know, you're looking for that one perfect perfect person who's going to understand you, that's going to love you, and you have this visions of sugar plums dancing and, and you know, they being your love mate that's going to fulfill all of your desires. Um, and I think that just through my experience of just living, and just living my life and, and, and having um, – 
you know, relationships with people who, with whom I had uh, a deep connection with. And I found that that was not the case. So we're going to start with the soulmate first, and I'm going to talk about the soulmate simply because one of the things that you should know is that your soulmate, you can actually have more than one soulmate. And here is the definition of the soulmate that was given to me by Dr. Mitchell Gibson. I I had heard him talk about the soulmate at one point. So the soulmate it are people that you come across that come from the same soul. The truth of who you are, the spiritual being who you are, is living a multifaceted experience. And there are several emanations of you on this earth plane as well as in other dimensions and things of that nature. So that is the reason why there are some times where when you meet someone, you have this sort of, you know, you two have this sort of connection and this understanding of one another. And in it, there is, a, you know, a great, powerful experience. But then the thing is, is that you may actually have that experience with more than one person. And you're trying to kind of scratch your head at like, well, why did I have, you know, why am I having this connection with this, this other person who is it's a lot similar to that. So you're, you're really having, they're, they're multi, multiple versions of yourself. And that is, at least the definition of soulmate that I was given when I really started delving deeply into my spiritual path. Now, here's the thing (laughs) with the soulmate. So you may be asking yourself, well, I mean, wow, really? They're, they're, they're multiple versions of yourself, and so you are all sort of sharing the same soul and having your experience with each other and having relation, relationship with each other. And, it, and when I say relationship, I'm not necessarily saying that it's an intimate relationship. See, because, you know, the thing is, is that you may actually, one of your soulmates may actually be somebody who is of the same sex. And, and, and so, you know, you may not have that, that desire to be intimately involved with that person who is of the same sex, but it's like the two of you are like really as close as brothers. And so this is the reason why you may, you, you have these connections with people um, and where you do seem to operate on a level where really like you are, I guess you could say, psychically connected to one another. So, again, like I said, it could be several different people, and you all are sharing the same soul, and this is why many of you may be having the, uh, having the connection with each other. And it's almost as if you recognize each other right away, and you all tend to be kind of like mirror images of one another. But here's the, here's the thing. Your uh, your soulmate may not necessarily be the person who's supposed to be your love mate. 
And the reason why I say this is because the, you know, the soulmate that you've met may not be at the same place that you are in terms of your desire to have a relationship. Maybe they're in a place where they are still spiritually immature. Maybe they don't want, you know, maybe they are really like desiring a different type of experience. Maybe their idea and concept of what a love match can be is different from yours. And so you may actually find yourself, because I know that I've found myself in this place several times, but you are in that place of really desiring to make it fit because you know that, you know, if the two of you got together, that it would, you know, that it could be a beautiful thing. You have, because your desires or your thoughts are not in alignment or not in the same place of what you think that the relationship should be, then you find yourself like in this, I will say, really sort of in this unhappy place because you are both having these expectations of what the relationship should be. you, You have any comments, honey? Now, pardon me, I had to clear my throat. I do apologize. But I'm reminded of the movie Hancock. And in the movie Hancock, there there was a relationship that the interesting thing of it is these were two beings from the same environment that came to a brand new environment and one of the beings was unfamiliar with the identity of the other being that came from the same environment that they both came from because even though they were, if you will, I think, going back into what you were saying in regards to from the same soul, they could not be a match because in that shift from that space to this, the dynamic disempowered the other person or being, if you will, and they couldn't be together because they both had their separate missions that had to be handled places so that their vibration wouldn't clash. But do continue. And I, I think that that's uh, a pretty accurate, this, uh, accurate, I guess, you know, assessment or comparison because I did see that movie as well. And it was really interesting because when they both got together, 
the, you know, they became more mortal. They were they were gods when they were separate, but they were mortal when they came together. And then the thing is, is that they were constantly. Wasn't it a situation where they were constantly dying, or constantly? They, they, there was some type of continuous conflict whenever they came together, and it never worked out. And all of the, all of the, you know, experiences that they had with one another, they could never get it together. What, what was that? I, I do remember the movie, but you know, I just remember the fact that he had to be by himself. Yeah. And, and and the reason I bring the movie up, not to actually go into what the movie itself was about, even though it was a great movie, I really enjoyed it. And I would I would say to our audience, do look at the movie. It is an interesting conglomeration of personality, conflict, with not only the individual within, but the mirror image outside of us. So even when we talk of the soul coming from one place, we are looking at a conceptualization of the oneness of us all, the the, the, the reality that there is no separation because we all are one. But people are not really able to grasp the fullness of that concept because they're not ready for it in essence. But the movie is great when you talk about the mirror images of a person being a soulmate. I can understand where you're coming from and that description. Um, When you speak of Dr. Gibson's description, I can resonate with what I'm hearing. Uh, For me, I would go into my esoteric place, if you will, and capture the essence of what a soulmate is. For me, is that person of which there is a comfort. There are many emanations from the same vibratory frequency and when they come together there is a comfort in being in that space and that vibration and there's a oneness in the sense of beingness and that oneness in the sense of beingness feels great but it has limitations because your assignment is not the same. And soulmates sometimes come here with the same assignment and sometimes they don't come here with the same assignment because the key for soulmates is to expand the soul consciousness for the planet. So it's not an individual thing, but it's about handling your business while being here, doing what's required to fulfill your purpose 
and your destiny. That's King's philosophy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we're going to give you some hand claps for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. I tickle me. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the next thing we're going to talk about is the twin flame. Okay. So here is my understanding of the twin flame. So the twin flame is literally the mirror image of yourself. And, you know, in somebody in somebody else and the thing is is that (laughs) they probably like are absolutely on the same level as you are but the thing is is that it tends to be the most challenging relationship that you will ever have all of those things that you like about yourself are going to show up in that relationship all of those things that are, you know, positive, you know, everything that you love, everything that you dislike about yourself, this person is the exact mirror image of one another. And the purpose of that particular relationship is to help you accelerate in your spiritual involvement. <laughs> And the thing is, is that, that that relationship, for the most part, because you are so much alike, is more than likely going to be one of the most fiery relationships that you're going to have. I know I, I myself have not had that experience. I will, I will admit that. Um, I've, like I said, I've met a few soulmates, but the twin flame, not too sure about that. <laughs> not too sure about that because I've never had a relationship with somebody that was that fiery where it seemed like we were constantly, you know, battling with one another. Um, but it was, but from the people that I know that have actually had those type of relationships, they always talk about how challenging they were. And, and and for the most part, when the people actually, when they know that they've had that, that twin frame relationship, I have never seen anybody who have successfully been involved or, you know, married to one another where the relationship uh, lasted for a sustainable period of time. I, I didn't, I've never seen them take their, their uh, life walk together. In fact, I think I've heard, I've heard that, you know, uh, you know, I I think uh, one person that I know, she, when she talks about her relationship with her twin flame, even after they were no longer married to one another, they still clashed in terms of, you know, he. It was almost as if he found that exact and perfect button to to you know push in her, and as a re, you know as a result, she had to go through a spiritual process 
in order to put the flame out because put the flame out in the terms and, and I'm not saying that she killed him off or anything like that, but because the relationship was so fiery and because when they had a discussion with one another and uh, you know there did not seem to be a place of a peace with uh, you know with that with the the twin flame and so she went through a spiritual process and maybe someday I can bring her on the show and she could actually talk about that herself but how she went about putting the flame out so that she and he could have uh, normalized relationship with normalized relation with each other so that they could uh, you know so that they could go ahead and take care of their children because that was that was one of the things that was uh, a big deal for her in terms of that particular relationship. But again, the tw- the the twin flame. For those of you who may be out there looking for that, uh, be prepared. <laughs> be prepared for a really fiery experience and and for the acceleration of your spiritual growth because technically that is what the twin flame is there for for your spiritual evolvement and that's what you're there for them um as well for their involvement as well so that you know that you can ascend higher that you may not necessarily reincarnate on this physical plane now the and then we have the divine love me. So well well hold on folks uh, I think that King wants us to share wants to say say a few words. Word. Yes, I do. The twin flame. The mirror image of yourself and another burning down the house. (laughs) (laughs) But you have to understand this. There's a reason for that. Sometimes the fire is required for purification. Without the purification that is necessary, you can't evolve to the next level. And sometimes this can be a painful experience. But sometimes you have to understand in order to make the ground fertile when it is overgrown with so much mess, you have to stick a flame to it in order to burn off all that was there so that it can produce something of substance, of value and significance for the energy that is needed for the world in and of itself and the world of which you are producing, either together or separately. But yet, it is a beautiful thing as long as you stay connected to the understanding that there is a God force in all of this. Don't let negativity take charge. Because that's when the problems start. When you start getting into situations like that and you get into a place of fault finding, well, that's going to spark some actions and that's going to spark a lot of fire. It's, it's just not going to be a peaceful place. 
It's just not going to be. I'll tell you truth. So I just wanted to share that aspect of it in and of itself because, you know, what I find of those, those particular relationships is the children from those relationships have a passion inside of them to do things that are extraordinary. If you ever come across people who are twin flames, check their offsprings, and they'll be popping off in a good way. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, so um before I uh, before I go and talk about the divine love mate, um I'm going to share with you what lonerwolf.com has to say about the twin flame. And they said that uh, your twin flame represents your ultimate friend, lover, teacher in life, and he or she is the catalyst to your spiritual growth and the mirror of your deepest desires, needs, and fears. Your twin flame will reflect all of your inner shadows. Now, you know, I hope you know what your shadows are. You know, and for those of you who don't know what the shadows are, those are those parts of yourself that cause you to have a reaction to certain situations because of childhood issues that have not been resolved. So, again, your twin flame will reflect back to you all your inner shadows, but also your deepest beauty and greatest strengths. And in this way, your twin flame helps you to access a tremendous amount of emotional, psychological, and spiritual growth. And this is the reason why many twin flame relationships are are really kind of tumultuous. Um, Because if a person is digging up all of your stuff from your childhood and and causing you to be in that emotional space, it would be it would behoove you to be in that place of looking looking at where those reactions are coming from and 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 doing the inner healing that is required uh, to heal to heal mentally spiritually um, and emotionally. Um, but anyway, now we're going to talk about the divine love mate. So I'm going to put out one idea and concept that uh, people may not realize. Now, your divine love mate can be your soul mate. There's, there's a definite possibility that that can happen. However, the divine love mate is the mate that infinite intelligence you know, picks out for you, uh, especially especially if you're in that place of looking to improve, to looking to be your best, highest, and best self, um, and you're desiring to be in that place of being in relationship. And mind you, you don't have to be perfect, but you you but you're having this powerful intent. I know. 
I will just say that I'm not a regular person. In fact, for the most part, I would say that I'm not quite human. You know, I come from someplace else because sometimes, you know, human beings, they really kind of, you know, cause me to scratch my head because I, I don't understand much of the things that they do. However, one of the things that I realize is because I operate in that space of being really kind of aware of, you know, who I am, I realized that I was not going to be able to, um, on my own, of my own power, of my own volition, be able to find a love mate and to be in that place of surrendering. So to, in order to meet the divine love mate and the love mate that infinite intelligence has for you, God, creator, who, whatever, whatever term that you desire to use, you bring that into the forefront and let the divine operate in that space of drawing you to that person. So there was at one point in my experience where I was doing internet dating. I I was doing relationship coaching with um, Reverend Harvey and one of his assignments was to uh, have me date other people. (laughs) I would date people and the only place that I really could think of was to do online dating. And after my experience <laughs> of the, some of the internet dating and some of the characters that I had met, I had just, I was like, I, I went back after my last date. And I said, I said to, I said to Harvey, I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm stopping with the internet dating. We're done. <laughs> with this part of of my coaching because um, the guy that I'm looking for or the guy that I'm desiring to bring into my experience, he ain't there. He He's not going to be looking for me on yeah, on an internet dating site. Now, here's the thing. I'm not suggesting that you not do internet dating sites. I think it's an effective way of actually meeting people. However, when what I would recommend is that you be in that place of prayer and prayer and meditation and in order to have that divine love mate drawn to you, the the mate that infinite intelligence is bringing into your experience. And why do I say that? Don't go out looking for it. And when you go out looking for it, um, for something, chances are you're, you know, looking for the divine love mate is like looking for a needle in a haystack. And, you know, you're going to be having to go into several different haystacks in order to find that needle. But if you let infinite intelligence guide you, infinite intelligence will guide you directly to that needle. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck by a whole lot of hay if you go searching for it yourself. I'm just saying. Anything you want to add, hun? There we go. 
it's interesting. Divine love mates. People don't understand that across the board. They don't understand that. They, I don't know, I think it's society that has brought us to a place of making us believe that we can find exactly what we're looking for. And some people are able to do that, but it's not solely on their own power. Some people don't know how to identify and recognize that there's a spiritual force at work in bringing relationships together that manifest a peace, a joy, a satisfaction that was not found in relationships that they had previously. I would love it if people would admit to that, but as you said, people are strange creatures. I'm not too sure exactly where they came from, but they are here. And there must be a reason for it. (laughs) And and, and that is not to put any negativity out there on anybody whatsoever. What I think is best to understand is that when I talk about people, people express themselves in varying levels because there is the natural man, the spiritual man, the carnal man, and the divine emanation of the presence of the Almighty, which encompasses all of these aspects. But the interesting part is that ultimate level of superconsciousness, that divine aspect, is hidden in the carnal man. It's hidden in the natural man, because they are not allowing it to be made manifest. They're not allowing it to be seen as a part of their energy because they are in their own consciousness of what they believe they are, which is a human being having this experience on this earth of whether it's positivity or negativity in their expressions and their relationships, whether they're complaining about it or what have you, they haven't reached a level of the purest understanding of knowing that God is all in all of God. So those relationships that are divine love mate mechanisms really, really resonate with one another can only be brought together through the divine. That I believe that. Because I've been in several relationships and 
that in this relationship, I have to admit, it's the it's it's the the best relationship I've been in, and I think it's because of the compatibility. I think it's it is because of the surrendering to infinite intelligence to guide what was necessary for me to be in a place of not only acceptance but of a willingness to receive what is mine to attain. Thank you very much. <laughs> I should say I am complete. I don't know where that thing very much comes from. Oh, maybe I do, but we're not going to talk about him. <laughs> Some of you may who may be asking, um, well, you know, if I'm I'm already in a relationship, um, and I didn't go, I did not necessarily go through that particular process, you know, that that we've been talking about. However, you know, there is still there is still the ability to have your relationship be a sacred union. And I will, when we get back from our music break, I will talk about that a little bit more. So hold on.
Baby, just love me in a special way. <laughs> you know that's right. You know that's right. <laughs> okay. So, I was talking about, before we took the music break, I was talking about uh, how to, especially for those people who came into their spiritual path after, you know, um, after they were married. So what, you know, if you don't, you know, you're not looking to get rid of your marriage, but you are looking to change the dynamics of your relationship in the sense that you are looking to create um, a sacred union. And so one of the things that I will say is that just naturally in and of itself, all relationships are looking to operate at the highest frequency and vibration that a relationship can operate at between two people because there there are in essence three beings in all relationships there is you there is the other person and then there's infinite intelligence and so the way to bring your relationships into that higher frequency is to let infinite intelligence, God, um, you know, whatever you may call the, you know, um, the higher mind to go ahead and direct and lead that relationship. And here is the thing. It is not necessarily uh, important for all, you know, for the other person to be in agreement about how the relationship should be. Uh, I I say this from experience because I I've had relationships where 
I was desiring, I went into the relationship desiring one particular thing. And when I realized that the other person wasn't on board with it, I went ahead and I turned to infinite intelligence to turn the relationship into what higher infinite intelligence would have the relationship be. And the relationship in and of itself was one of the most, I guess you could say, transformative friendships that I've I've ever had. And I learned a great deal about myself um, and I learned a great deal about what I was looking for in terms of a love mate. And also I noticed what happened was that the relationship in and of itself transformed and created a deeper friendship that caused us to both heal. Now, it's really kind of interesting because <laughs> they disagree with me, the other party, about what happened. But after I got married and I was no longer able to, the relationship had to change. And the relationship in and of itself, because of that particular prayer, there was constant changing and a metamorphosing of the relationship and what it was, and it 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 did experience richness. But after I got married, the relationship went through another change, and so this other person fell back. But what was really interesting was that apparently they still have some work to do because they attracted another person who operates almost in the similar vibration that I operate in. And so, you know, I jokingly teased them and said, you know, so, you know, you, you seem to have attracted another Arlene. (laughs) Even down to the fact that uh, she is also a healer and she comes from the South she lived in Detroit, and in 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 a lot of ways, she and I are a lot alike. Oh, uh, I you know, but that but that part of their journey, that's still their journey to walk. There, you know, uh, I will say, um, I I think I had to share with him because of some challenges that they had been experiencing in the relationship that that I recommended that he started praying for the highest vibration of what that relationship is supposed to be as well. Um, but again, if you're already married, and that was a digression, but if you're already married, there the relationship is seeking its highest vibration. And when you bring infinite intelligence in, just watch it transform and change. When you are in prayer and meditation, just have that be a part of your focus that all of your relationships, your intimate relationship, operate at its highest 
frequency and vibration and that it ultimately becomes what it is that infinite intelligence sees the relationship as. And you will begin to see your relationship it within, you know, if you have, if you're within that, within a marriage, when you will see your relationship transform and change. And um, and I, and I, I would put it, put it to the test, and you're more than welcome to give me your feedback on this, um, in terms of what happens to all of your relationships. But I challenge you to do that with all of your relationships, to have all of your relationships operate in that space of being what it is that infinite intelligence sees it as and see how there will be places within yourself that begin to heal because the relationship is operating in that space and vibration. Anything you want to share, honey? Yeah, to me, it's about living love in and of itself. People, when they grasp understanding that God is love and love is God and God is all, then you have to live love, living God, living love. Just let that resonate in your head. (laughs) But that's what it is, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, We oftentimes hear... It, it, I guess one would call it a, a cliche now, but it's a family that prays together, stays together. I think that's a reality. I reflect on my family. I um, the, I guess the sibling of two girls. So that leaves me to be the only brother. What's up, brother? (laughs) (laughs) And the only male counterpart in our expression for the most part was my father. So he being the dominant energy in the house, had an element of his ego, male ego, that always had to be in the place of being put in check. Because not only was the male ego testosterone thing going on, but he was also an alcoholic. And we knew that we had to have a family relationship that was steeped in prayer. He brought us to have prayer on Sunday morning. We had morning devotion all the time. Um, I laugh at this particular point because my older sister was always the one that was dragging out of the bed because she didn't want to do it. But we were a family that stayed together even after we went and became older and had our own places to go to. Our family always stayed together. It was the energy of the love that God had put inside of us that allowed that love energy to manifest 
to keep us as a family, all all the way to the point and including the period of time in which my father passed away and um, the year 2000. It was so strange because the love was so strong. We we even had a, I guess one could say, it could be called denial that he was going to die. But he looked at us and he said to us, you guys, you're holding me back. I'm done here, and there's nothing else for me to do. You need to let me go. And wow, that kind of caught all of us off guard. And I honored that because he's the first man that I know personally that decided to take death and face it head on. And to me, that's a courageous aspect. And that's that love energy. We, we had to let him go. We we couldn't hold back any longer. Um, and, and for some reason, I'm thinking about Martin Luther King because he said that he had made it to the mountaintop. And he reflected on a mindset that clearly indicated that he was ready to go to the next level, whatever that may be. And our understanding is that is transitioning to the next energy form from this of which we already are most familiar with, which is our human beingness. But there is a greater beingness that we all have to transition into. Because everything must change. Nothing stays the same. Uh, that's a Quincy Jones song. I'm going to let y'all find it. And let Quincy sing it for you. <laughs> With that, I'm out. <laughs> so if there's anybody out there that have any questions, any comments, please Press the number one, and we will bring you on the air. So, I, you know, I can do a quick countdown. You know, should I count from 10 or 20? Hmm. Nine, eight. Press one if you want to talk. Seven, six. Because we're going to be ending the show early. We do apologize for showing up later than we generally do, but there was some things in our personal lives we had to go ahead and take care of. You know, because we're, we're making moves. We're making moves. We're making changes. So if you have any questions or concerns or any, just a comment, please press number one and we will bring you on. Okay. So that is it um, for this evening. So what do you think that we should play on our way out? Got any requests? Everything must 
Nothing stays the same. Everyone will say nothing, and no one goes unchanged. Oh, nothing. Wait a minute. I said that quickly. Don't do that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Money Matters with Shasta A. Wells. This next show, I believe, has to do with credit. So please stay tuned and listen to that on this coming Monday. Um, and I think that King Andre over here is going to have a new series coming up. And I... Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm trying to figure out exactly what that title is going to be. But if I reach inside of my spirit bag, what I pull out is a story to bring the consciousness of our people to understand that out from darkness, we all have come, everyone. But before the darkness, we lived in the light. So just imagine that. We lived in the light. We were of the light. And something happened to cause us to be cast into darkness for such a long period of time to where we all had become conditioned to the darkness and the elements thereof which the darkness invaded and made us. So out from darkness as opposed to out of darkness, if you are of something, you're still attached. But when you are from it, you are detached. And the key is to be detached from darkness, to be the light. <laughs> but once I get the story title together, we'll, we'll come back at you. It's, and it may actually start September, what is that? One, two, three, the 28th, right? That's the fourth. That's the fourth Thursday. That's going to be King's Philosophy. We're going to start there. And October the 1st. We're going to have a show as the continuation. And then I think every Sunday after that, we're going to have a show thereafter. 
So, so we will continue doing King Philosophy of Love on the fourth Thursday of every month. But we are going to take out from darkness into the Sunday groove. Thank you very much. No, and I'm complete. <laughs> And thank goodness, because I thought we were about to do a new show. <laughs> Love you, family. Y'all take care. Namaste. Okay, and we're going to go ahead and sign out. And next month, uh, One Love, One Connection, One Us, I think is going to be starting a series called The Lover's Journey. And that's where we're going to talk to other people who have, you know, experienced uh, this, um, have met their divine love mate and are very, uh, I guess you could say, happy in their relationships that where they really are operating in that space of of being uh, compatible and, um, you know, where it's palpable, where you're around them and you want to be around them because you want that stuff. And uh, also, in the month of November, you know, I'm still waiting to get confirmation, but we are going to bring in Thomas Shalar Walker. Yeah! <laughs> I think that, that that deserves an applause. Let me go. <laughs> So those of you who don't know who Thomas is, Thomas is the one who so graciously allowed us to have the Anabakoa prayer as well as the Lord's Prayer sung in Aramaic. So whenever you hear us actually play that, he is the one that's singing. And I, you know, I want to thank you so much for all reaching out to him. Uh, he's still he's still working on developing uh, his music, but uh, again, please feel free to reach out to him through Facebook, and and let him know. You know, it, you start that chant. We're ready for your album, man. We're ready for your album. But yeah, he and his uh, love, uh, lady love, are going to be. I think her name is Phelan Divine, but. Uh, we're we're working on getting him on here so that he can talk about his relationship. Like I said, I'm going to be starting a series called The Lover's Journey, and I just want to know how these people who I know that are on their spiritual path are, you know, came to come together. Because I know you, you folks, I know that you love us, but, you know, you may want to hear somebody else's story other than ours. <laughs> So thank you so much for listening. We love you. We bless you. We appreciate you. We thank God for you, and we know that wherever you are, God is.
Tonight my man 